0: I'm Henry Standage, and you're listening to the Western Science Speaks Podcast. Canada is one of the world's leading mining countries, and among the top five worldwide producers of 14 commodity metals. However, the business that metal brings in has its drawbacks. Metal mining in its current form contaminates our air and water and physically alters our landscape. Today, Dr. Kim Baines from the Department of Chemistry comes onto the show to talk about some of the alternative solutions her lab has been researching. Why is improving the efficiency of metal manufacturing so important?
1: So, metals are ubiquitous in in modern life from technological applications medicinal applications many different applications and if we can improve the metal processing processes to make them safer for humans then then it is better for us all and the environment as well
0: in what ways is it better for the environment
1: so many of the reagents or the chemicals used in the processing of metals are are extremely harmful to the environment and to humans Uh, So uh, they're toxic, they're corrosive. So if we can not use them, then we can avoid any accidents with them. The only way to make sure you have no accidents is to not use them in the first place. And so that's what we're trying to do, is to rid the processes of these harmful chemicals.
0: So this is more of a historical follow-up question, so how's that process of metal extraction and refinement evolved from kind of when they first started using it for so many applications?
1: So what's very interesting to me is that it hasn't evolved very much. Okay. So you know, these processes were developed and when they became commercially viable then that's what they would use. And from my understanding of the situation is not much is done since they've developed these processes many years ago. So they rely on some pretty fundamental chemistry and it hasn't been researched to any great degree. And so that's what we're trying to do is to try and understand the chemistry better and then develop new chemistry that is better for the environment and for humans.
0: Why do you think it's stayed the same for such a long amount of time? Is it one of those things where people just stuck in their ways maybe a little bit not super adaptable to change or political reasoning behind it financial
1: I think part of it is you know if you have a good good process stick with it mm-hmm. if it works and it isn't until you're challenged in other ways that you that you change the process and nowadays people are becoming much more aware of harm that can be done to the environment and to humans and so they're looking for new ways of doing things but if nobody is pushing them in that direction why would they do it they have a, a commercially viable process that works well so so unless somebody pushes them to do it in another Another way then why look at a new process it's the easiest path that we and take
0: and unfortunately for environmentally conscious people like yourself the environmentally friendlier way is usually more expensive exactly than the, way that makes them <laughs> the most money
1: yeah yeah exactly in the end it's the bottom line you know if you, you want to make the most money you make it using the way you've known which is it's fairly cheap i mean that's why it becomes commercially viable and you stick to it And why is it so important that they become separated? Because usually we want a pure metal uh, when we're putting them into a device. So for example, if you want silicon, as in, in, as in, you know, for a semiconductor device in a computer, you want elemental silicon. But silicon rarely occurs naturally, or it doesn't occur naturally, in its elemental form. It usually exists as a compound, but furthermore, it doesn't always exist as a compound. It, it exists as a mixture of compounds. So not only do you have to separate it from the other elements that are present or the other compounds that are present you then have to change it into its elemental form and then make sure it's pure enough to use so that's why we need to do these separations
0: right it would be strange if a car was germanium on one side and tin on the other
1: (laughs) yeah it's just like baking a cake right if you're baking a cake you want sugar to make your cake sweeter but it's rare that you would go and use sugarcane to sweeten your cake because sugar sugar cane is not just sugar it's got a lot of other things in there and you don't want all the other things you just want the sugar right so it's the same thing with metals it's rarely you just want the silicon in sand not the silicon dioxide which is what sand is made up of.
0: What is it about the separation process of these elements that you aim to improve?
1: So let's focus on germanium right now so it uses chlorine gas and hydrochloric acid both of these are very corrosive and toxic and harmful to humans and harmful to the environment and so it would be better if we could come up a, a, with a procedure that would eliminate these uh, reagents in their processing methods
0: and what do you what are you proposing in your research
1: chlorine is used as an oxidant when we're talking about chlorine, we're talking about the conversion of germanium metal into germani- what's called germanium tetrachloride. It's essentially used as an oxidant, so we have to look for an alternative uh, to that oxidant. And in that case, uh, the alternative we are going to, well, we, we are investigating, is the use of what are known as quinones. And these uh, quinones are, are not near as toxic or corrosive as chlorine gas. Can
0: you just touch on some of the fundamental chemistry your lab's been working on and what you've been looking to find?
1: This project in my lab about uh, the extraction of germanium and, and uh, tin is actually a new branch. In general, we're interested in the fundamental chemistry of of actually silicon, germanium, and tin. Those are all part of group 14 of the periodic table. And uh, so we are really interested in in making new forms if you will of of germanium tin and silicon that have never been made before so it's it, it you know chemists like to make new things and and we like to make things that have never been made before and we choose to make these ones and uh so it's just like discovering a, a brand new uh, species in biology or yeah. or uh, a, a new rock from uh, uh earth sciences everybody can relate to those yeah. in chemists in chemistry we're just making a brand new form of a, of a compound that has never been made before. And when you have something new, what you do is you look at its reactivity. So that's what we do. We first try to make them, and then we look at their reactivity. And then when we see what their reactivity is, we try and figure out what it could be used for. So, so that's the bulk of my research program is what we call you know synthesis reactivity, uh, where we're making new things and we're investigating their reactivity to see what they could be used for in the future. So it's very fundamental, but in doing that work work, we learn a lot of chemistry along the way.
0: It's childlike not to diminish it, but just the idea of making stuff. And you yeah. gave me a tour, and it is it's just like beakers and <laughs> tubes connecting and pots stirring everywhere
1: yeah. yeah so yeah it's it's real bench chemistry, what we call bench chemistry, so it's what every kid imagines a chemist is like you know yeah. with boiling beakers or you know boiling solutions and gases and you know using all sorts of cool tools so yeah that's what we do
0: as kim said until people are challenged they're likely to stick with what has worked canada has developed a dependency on metal mining that won't go away tomorrow morning we need to make sure we're going about it in a way that we can be proud of i'm henry standage signing out thanks for listening